Well, Kevin Barker, John Schneider's a genius. Absolutely. <laughs> Six nothing. The Toronto Blue Jays beating the New York Yankees. Uh, the Jays now close, oh so close to uh, securing a playoff spot. Their magic number could be down to one if uh, the Seattle Mariners lose tonight. The American League East title was decided tonight as well. The Baltimore Orioles have won, so it appears as if the uh, American League playoff picture could be set. Knock on wood, maybe before Sunday. After all, Kevin, lots of talk before the game about the lineup. Bo Bichette moving into the cleanup spot. But it was Brandon Belt moving into the number two spot with the big blow of the game. Dalton Varsho and Matt Chapman, the bottom of the order, also coming through with home runs. And, of course, Chris Bassett. Uh, what more can you say about him? Yeah, well, I mean, there's there's a lot to unpack there. Well, let's start with Brandon Bell. Every once in a while, I think you got to give the manager credit. And by him putting a veteran guy in the two-hole, again, we talked about this. If you're going to move Bo down, you got to have the right guy to put in his spot. You just can't put anybody in there. you got to put somewhat of a threat, a tough out, somebody that can compete. And when a guy messes up, throws 92 down the middle, he don't get it back. And that's sort of – you know, the way it looked, right? When he's timing that stuff up, you got to give him a little bit of credit, too, in Brandon Belt, right? He hasn't been back very long. Timing looks there. It looks like he gets, you know, the pitches that he should be getting. He's not missing them. He's hitting them hard to the pull side. That'll tell you that little sit thing he has is on time. He can get to an athletic position, and he's got a pretty decent uppercut in his swing. It takes some timing to catch that thing out front. And give him credit. He's doing that. So, yeah, but it takes – Really good starting pitching. A sequencing for Bassett. I just don't know if you're standing on the on-deck circle and you're watching the way he pitches to your buddy that you can go up and think you can have a good game plan against him. It's the You think about Aaron Judge uh, with the way you're supposed to try and get him out is in. It's a giant human. Most dudes, you know, I don't want to say are afraid. They're a little timid to go in there. His first at bat, what's he do? He goes sinkers in. He goes change up away to try to take the sting out of the bat because you get the, you know, no matter how hard you're throwing it, a little bit of movement in there, you you establish called strikes in. You have to respect that as a hitter. You got to cheat a little bit, right? It's late in the season, you're taking a lot of swings. So you're trying to speed him up, slow him down. And then his kryptonite is up and in. But you got to be real good with that. How do you finish him off? You finish him off the cutter. We've talked about hitting your first couple at bats. What you do can sort of set up the entire game. Pitching's no different, right? The big, the best sitter on their team, you got to set him up. Everybody knows how to get him out, but not many people can execute it. He did that in his first at bat. And in the third at bat, what do you do? Big spot, tie game, you don't let him beat you. It would be a backbreaker. He hangs a breaking ball in the third inning with a dude at second base with two outs. He goes back leg city. It's 2 nothing. Instead, you walk him. You get Torres out, bottom of the inning, your team scores a run. Now because your pitcher's hot and feeling frisky, you're on a little bit of a run there, and then you add separation because you score runs late. It's just sort of a combination of you got to know how to get him out, you got to execute, you set the tone early, and then when in doubt, don't overthink it, walk him. That's exactly what happened, and you win a baseball game that way. So everybody had a little hand in you know, winning this game. And I don't want to say it's must win. 
But I'm going to say it, Jeff. It was must win, and they won it. Good for them. Yeah, it. Uh, I think it's – I have no problem saying I think it was must win. Michael King shuts you down. Garrett Cole Would shuts Jeff. you down. He's going to win the uh, – he's going to win the Cy Young Award. three starts ago. But the point is, you don't want to lose to Luke Weaver. There you go. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 6 nothing. the Blue Jays beat the Yankees tonight. Now we await the Tampa Bay Rays. They're uh, in town fighting off a hangover after their uh, celebration last night in Boston. The numbers to call are 416-870-0590, star 591 888 You want to talk about John Schneider's lineup, Bo, in the cleanup spot, or Chris Bassett will ask you the question. As we look ahead to the playoffs now, it looks very, very, very much as if it's going to be the Jays in Tampa in Tampa on Tuesday. Who gets the start in the first and second game for you? Oh, that's easy. Of that playoff series. Oh, that's a no Four one six eight seven. It wasn't a couple of days ago for you. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety. One triple eight triple six zero five ninety. Kevin, his uh, Chris Bassett's four seamer tonight, one point two miles an hour above his season average. He hit ninety six. He sat ninety three. The cutter, eighty seven point nine miles an hour. One point nine miles an hour above his average. Um, he just he's. We we when I when I look back to everything we said about this guy in spring training. And I know you were one of the people that thought he was he was going to be fine, but there are other people that just kind of wondered how this guy would be able to compete in the AL East and was it going to be good enough and is he going to handle the pitch clock and the pitch com and all of this stuff. Um, he's got to be. I think he's my number two. I, as much as I like Jose Barrios and as much as I think it's going to be a hard sell to Jose Barrios to tell him that he's not not starting in the playoffs this year, the first two games. Chris Bass has got to be my number two starter. All you do with 200 innings, he's got 16 wins. I mean, that's an easy sell. It gives you a better chance. Yeah, maybe a week ago you were thinking to yourself, how would that? How would you sell it? Well, I think performance sold, sort of sold it for you. If you're Barrios and you watch your start because you were in it and you watch this dude pitch, I mean, how can you argue? It's what have you done for me lately? Not what you did for me a month ago. What have you done for me lately? You know as well as anybody, John Snyder will throw who is hot right now. Look at what he's doing in his lineup. Chapman is eight for, what was he, eight for his last 50, hitting in the eight hole. What's he do? Those back leg city because he gets a good pitch to hit. It's little things like that. So, yeah, for me, it's a no-brainer. You go with the two guys that, you know, you feel confident, one that can punch a bunch of guys out and one guy that can add and subtract and, throw to dude's weaknesses uh, chris bassett if you notice jeff is a hard pickup because he trades hands he'll throw the glove at you as a hitter the the hand with the ball in it sort of follows and when that's in sync and he's tunneling that thing all those eight pitches that he has sort of ends up where he wants it to end up and now he's using quadrants sort of north and south and not so much east and west. That's when he's really good is how many dudes you see throw cutters up cut and two-seamers up? It's rare. And for a guy to be able to get called strikes like that, it's it's something special. So, yeah, for me, it's a no-brainer. Ian Maple, you're on Blue Jays Talk. What a perfect night, huh? Finally get to breathe after the fourth inning and off the strike. <laughs> I think John so Schneider must have felt. Ooh. Oh, I even cracked open a cold beer. It was nice. It was beautiful. But anyway. Nice. Well, the Rays uh, are in town, so you won't be able to do it for another three nights. But There you go. <laughs> go ahead. 
But let me say I am so happy. I know I've been coming on here begging, begging for Chapman and Varsha to be 8-9 in the lineup. So Schneider, finally, thank you. I think the lineup, the way it was tonight, you put Chapman in 8, you put Varsha in 9, there's a lot less pressure on him. Bury him at the bottom of the lineup. And you know what? When you look at Chapman and you look at Varsha in the 8-9 and nine hole, they actually look pretty good for 8-9 and nine hitters, not in the 4-5 and 6 slot. So I hope he doesn't tinker with the lineup anymore. Leave it like this. Do not touch it, please. So um, I loved Bassett, 200 innings. Uh, the guy's a stud. I know he's had issues uh, in past playoff uh, performances, and I just had my two cents to what you guys said about who's starting. Obviously, Gosman starting game one. And kind of like last year, if the Jays win game one, I want Barrios in game two, and I want Bassett to be in on the game three. If they lose, then I put Bassett in game two, and, and, you, and you run with it from there. So I'll just See, I like that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, no, I, I, I appreciate it. We appreciate the call, and I, I like that. Um, you know, I know people say that people don't – there are people that don't like the idea about, um, you know, waiting until the second game to tell the starter who's going to start the second game. I think there's a way around that. I think you kind of sit your guys down and you say, look, this is what's going to happen. Mm. And – you got to know and, your and keep, This is what's going to happen to keep your mouth shut. Don't tell anybody that that's our plan. And, you know, so you're not springing it on guys uh, at the last minute. You know, as for the lineup tonight, Kevin, I know we were kind of looking at each other because the second inning, Chapman comes up with two, two in scoring position, uh, strikes out in a foul tip. Third inning, Kirk comes up, bases loaded. Uh, and lines out to right field with a fastball high and in. And we're thinking, man, it doesn't matter where you put Matt Chapman. You can't hide him. Maybe hit him 12th. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a way to do that. But then, of course, Matt Chapman comes through with his fir- first home run since August 4th. Just make, make you shake your head. Um, Hitting baseballs are hard, Jeff. Well, yeah, they are. But uh, harder for some than others, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bo Bichette out of the cleanup spot. Did you notice anything different about his approach, about his swing, or anything like that? Where did his all? hits go? The 17 hopper to right field, and the <laughs> other one was about a four hopper to right field. Pretty much what you said. Yeah. It's, I mean, the, the only thing I will tell you is I actually, with two strikes, I think it might have been his third or fourth at bat. He had the leg kick. He you were talking leg, about he had that. The leg that kick. was with Vladdy on base, I think. And, and we kind of looked at each other and said, okay, he wanted a home run. Well, there. he's trying to create loft. Yeah. Like that, that's sort of what that leg kick is all about is is trying to create a little bit of loft in your swing and gain a little bit more momentum towards the baseball. So when you do hit it, it's going a little further and a little harder. So, yeah, looks to me, look, I, Bo's an offense. He is. He's an elite offensive player who I would think he's is one of the only guys that no matter where you put him, it's going to look identical. So yeah, I don't. I don't think he's going to change. And and for his sake, I don't think he should change. Yeah. Now let's keep in mind again that um, it was fun tonight and everything. But you're not going to be facing Luke Weaver in the postseason. Yeah. Don't don't let's be that. Don't be oh, that true. Way. You're not going. You're not going to be not facing their, Luke. It's Weaver. not their fault. I know, but I'm saying I'm just throwing a cautionary, uh, cautionary note out there. Cautionary note Listen to everything Jeff just said, except that. <laughs> okay, they they won. By the way, I said they were going to. I said two I games. Said, I said they were going to win six one. <laughs> I was out by one run. I was also my prediction of Bo Bichette getting uh, uh, driving in four runs was wrong as well. This was John Schneider talking about the lineup changes and how they worked out for him and for the Blue Jays tonight. 
So far, so good. Um, I mean, Brandon's at-bats have been really good. Three-run homer, obviously, is great. You know, bows up with guys on. You like that. Um, base hit to right for him. I think if it's anywhere other than right at Judge, you know, it's an RBI. But, it, um, you know, Cav had great at-bats tonight. It was, um, it was good. It worked, out, it worked out pretty well tonight. Yeah, it sure did for John Schneider. Um, I mean, he's due for one of them working out. <laughs> you think? We all are. I, I mean, we're we we're, we're not in the trenches. I mean, I, you, I, poor, again, John's thrown how many names against the wall? He'll he basically he's shown 11, you that his he'll eleven his eleventh different cleanup. He'll hitter. he'll throw anybody anywhere, other than the the second and third hole hitter. Like that, he's he's basically left those two dudes alone. But sometimes, huh, you 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 have to sort of do what you have to do and. Give everybody credit. Like they're they're buying into. It's not the easiest thing to sell guys that that you know have had success in certain spots. That hey, it's better for the team. If four you games left. Four games spots. left in the year. You've moved, you've taken a lot of dude. You've taken a couple of dudes out of their comfort zone or where they were comfortable. Yeah, and absolutely, you're right. Man. Charles in Toronto, you're on Blue Jays talk. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. No problem. Uh, I, I just want to say, like, I don't think Bassett's in the conversation. Like, I think it's Gosman and Barrios, and, and I know Bassett had a great night, and, you know, he'll stood for him and gave him a round of applause for, for getting after him. a good year. He had a better year than Barrios did. A good did. year, but, he man, he blows up. When he blows up, like, the games where he's not good, he's really bad. Have you seen Jose uh, Barrios blow up this year? Well, <laughs> sure, but I, I think there's maybe a few more on Bassett. Bassett's closer to, like, zero and eight, and Barrios will give you – two or six, if that makes sense, you know? And I think this team in a bad situation. I don't either, but in, this team in a bad situation can score six. I'm not sure they can score eight. So well, um, well, I'll hang uh, up and listen to what you guys have to say. Yeah, I don't know. how. Thank, I mean, I guess that you think this team can score six. I, I, like, I, I like that they have three great options. I don't, I don't think you can go wrong with any three. The the big dog is going to get game one. We all know who the big dog is. Unless then, Sunday's, unless Sunday's game the, matters. Well, I score runs. And then it ain't gonna. And then you can line it up the way you want to line it up. And then, you know, you figure out. That hasn't out, always you, happened. You this figure year. out. Boy, I tell you what. Well, it hasn't. I'm I just mean, telling you. You're, you're making it. Holy. It hasn't always. You said score runs, and you can line it up the way you want. Okay. Well, yeah, score runs it hasn't happened often this year. I'm just saying. But having said that, yeah, Gossman obviously gets game one if 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 this if this is clinched. There's no doubt about that. Um, and like I said, I. I'd rather wait and see what happens. I think if I'm up one nothing on the road, um, I, I think I use it, it. May have an impact on my uh, on my choice. If I'm down on the road, it'll also have an impact on my choice. If I'm down on the road, I got to go with the guy that gives me the best chance. So you're going to overthink it? The, no, I'm not yeah. going to overthink yeah, it. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to overthink yeah, it. Absolutely. It's either going to be. It's either going to be Gossman. And Bassett or Gossman and Brios. That's not overthinking it. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, all right, if you say so. I don't think. I don't think it's that. Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't see it that way. I don't see it that way at all. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety. We will take a break. Take a look at the out of town scoreboard. Come back and hear the manager talk about Chris Bassett hitting two hundred innings and uh, that that nice little moment or. That nice little moment in the game where uh, John Schneider let him finish out by striking out Aaron Judge, then took him out of the game. And uh, the ovation he got from 36,000 
657. Brandon Belt wanted fans to make noise. Well, fans made noise for the starting pitcher tonight, and rightly so. 416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-666-0590. It's Blue Jays Talk on Sportsnet 590, the fan and the Sportsnet Radio Network. It means you're durable, it means you are efficient, and it means uh, your stuff holds. You know, it's um, with the way the game is now and how good bullpens are, uh, it speaks volumes to, you know, that accomplishment for Chris, um, how he continues to make pitches. I mean, even before that, I think just the way he uh, pitched tonight on a night we needed him to do that, it's just kind of who he is. But um, it's just a credit to him for how he takes care of himself and how he pitches. Something I know that he wanted, you know, in talking with Pete and especially, um, you know, score dictates a lot, right? So it was kind of kind of worked out um, as good as it could. Didn't really have a conversation with him coming in um, after the seventh. Just said keep going. You know, score. If the score is different, obviously the the situation is different. But um, yeah, glad that it worked out the way it did. Chris Bassett, the first Blue Jays pitcher to reach the 200 inning mark since Marcus Stroman in 2017. It was Chris Bassett's ninth game this season with at least six scoreless innings. That matches Roger Clemens for the most in franchise history. Chris Bassett tonight in a 6 nothing win set a career high with his 16th win of the season. That bested his 15 victories last year with the Mets. As of right now, he's first in the AL in wins, second in innings pitched, seventh in opponent's average, ninth in ERA, ninth in strikeouts, tenth in whip. Time for the Major League Standings Watch, presented by Bet365. With Bet365, you can watch thousands of live games, build your own bet, and you can even make a bet while the game's still being played. It is all over in the American League East. The Baltimore Orioles have clinched their first AL East crown since 2014. They've picked up their 100th win, and they also announced today that they have agreed to a new 30-year lease to stay in Baltimore at uh, Camden Yards, and of course they've done that, probably expecting the government to kick in some money to refurbish the place. But uh, pretty big day for the Baltimore Orioles. The game of significance for the Jays right now, the only game of significance really, the Texas Rangers are leading Seattle one nothing in the third inning. Again, Texas leading Seattle one nothing in the third inning. A Seattle loss leaves the Jays' magic number to clinch a playoff spot at one something they could do tomorrow. You say Kikuchi, by the way, will get the start Mm. for the Blue Jays tomorrow. Um, The Orioles, 2-0 winners over the Boston Red Sox, by the way. So the Orioles beating the Red Sox to to clinch uh, the American League East title. And um, the Rays knew what they were doing celebrating yesterday. Yeah, the Orioles, the best team in the American League, huh? Yeah, I, I mean we wait. We, we not, yeah, no, it's absolutely. Hard to say it too, but I mean we, you know, true. it is. I mean we kind of kept. I, some of us kind of kept waiting for them to come back to earth. They didn't come back to earth. So I'm with you. Well done. Still waiting oh, for that bad pitching to show up. Yeah, well. <laughs> no man, Grayson Rodriguez. I mean, that, you know what? It could be one of those years. It could be. It really could be That's one of those years. Yeah, it really could be Meant one of those be. years. So the Orioles are 100. They're 159. 
Uh, they're on a five-game winning streak right now, so they're sprinting into the playoffs. Texas is 89-69. to They are leading the AL West. Of course, we're interested in the wild card. Tampa Bay, 97-62. and They will host either Toronto, Houston. I guess there's an outside chance at Texas. Tampa Bay will host uh, the wild card uh, on Tuesday. And uh, the other wild card series will be in Minnesota. So the standings right now: the Blue Jays, 88 and 71, they're a game up. Houston is 87 and 72. Seattle right now a game and a half back, at 85 and 73. And uh, the Seattle Mariners looking very much right now as uh, if they might be the odd man out in the wild card race. And it was interesting, Kevin. We had a discussion with Jeff Passan today about. Um, what would be a bigger disappointment? Mm-hmm. Seattle not making the playoffs or Toronto not making the playoffs? Um, both teams, a lot of people, a lot of people fancy both teams going into the. Yeah, I'm not season. sure. A lot of people pick uh, the Mariners to win the World Series. So some people did pick exactly. the Jays to win the World Series. Yep. Jared and Calgary, you're on Blue Jays talk. Jeff, I'm so sorry, dude. I'm going to pick on you a little bit here. I'm sure Barker's going to get a kick out of this. <laughs> Better not be you about Kevin own- Biggio. <laughs> you owe Kevin an apology, man. No, I don't. Uh, June, July, you stopped short, just shy of asking for his pink slip. And, you know, he's played his way into a, a full-time position at 2B, moving forward, in my opinion. Yeah, you're wrong. With the, especially with the amount of righties coming up. Hold on. Okay, you mean full-time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I thought you were talking about next year. He'll be back on the bench next year. You don't think he should be uh, on the infield moving forward um, the rest no. of the season and in the playoffs? Uh, right now, yeah, the rest of the season. What are your options? You don't really have much. No, so he'd be, yeah, obviously he's going to be in the infield the rest of the season. And, you know, give me another option. Schneider, nope. Espinal, no, nope. definitely not. Yeah, but no. uh, in, in terms of next year, no, nah, they got to do better. You think so? Okay. Uh, I mean, I just, I, I think he's, he's absolutely. Where are you going to play him next year? Second, everyday second baseman? Who else? Well, you're going to go out, you're going to have to go out and get some bats. You're going to have to replace Matt Chapman. You'll probably have to replace Kevin Kiermaier. You'll probably have to replace Brandon Belt. Um, Chapman clearly finding someone who can hit in the middle of the order is the biggest issue for this team, whether, whatever position he plays. Uh, he's going to have to hit in the middle of the order. I think Kevin Biggio will be back as the 25th man next year, and he'll probably get a lot of playing time as the 25th man. I mean, he's certainly showing showing that he can play defense at just about every position, and you know the manager likes him. So, yeah, uh, but I'm just saying that I don't don't think Kevin Biggio can start. uh, We'll be in the Blue Jays' starting lineup next year. I just don't. You have to admit, he's had a hell of a turnaround since June, July. Yeah, he has. Right. Anyways, thanks, thanks, guys. Have a good night. Thank you. I mean, he has. I just don't know if he's an everyday player next year. But you know what? Uh, I don't think that matters right now. It's all about this year. The Jays' defense has been, and we talked about this. I mean, it's been elite. It has been elite. Yeah. And I got to say this: the Jays' defense is awfully good with him in the game. It's awfully good with Kevin Biggio in the game. Yeah, it's not going to hurt your team. No. Uh, if you put him at third, you put him at second, you put him at right. He's made some really nice yeah. plays at first base, too. At first base, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it's 
He's a smart baseball player. He, he is. He's got right? a spot in a good team. He, he is. I mean, the, the very first thing you got to do is find the cleanup hitter for the Toronto Blue Jays next year. Yes. Like, you can't be Cavan in a plethora of other names. It has to be a solid one guy. Uh, Chris Bassett was asked about what it means to him to hit the benchmark of 200 innings pitched. It's the benchmark for the elite pitchers is 200 innings. I, I, I get throwing 160, I've done it. I get throwing 180, I've done it. But to get to 200 innings, you have to have so many people to trust you. You have to have so much, so much work behind the scenes that people don't see. Um, it's been my only goal forever. Um, so to get it, um, to have this organization believe in me like they do, it, it, it means the world to me. That is Chris Bassett. Um, I mean, again, you know, you can criticize Ross Atkins for a lot of things. Can't criticize him for picking starting pitchers. I mean, give him credit. I mean, give everybody credit about the starting pitching. I, we could have said they were going to be the best starting staff in baseball. I'm not sure we'd have bought into that. But they've turned themselves into – Pass the baton. You're going to get a quality start from basically every single one of them. Ross and the player. The time. Ross and his Ross and his staff have put together this rotation. Nothing's been home developed. They signed Kevin Gossman. They signed Chris Bassett. And I know he can roll your eyes and say all they did is give people money. But there have been a lot of pitchers signed in that time that haven't worked out. I mean, they've hit it out of the park with their free agent signings. They really have. They've got this rotation's coming back next year. And, yeah, there's going to be some miles in those arms. But I'll tell you what. The process is definitely working. The Jim. process is working when it comes to pitching. The pitching khakis know what they're doing. Well, they're all over it. Ryan and Etobicoke, you get the last call. Take us home, my friend. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Gav. First-time caller, long-time listener. Just wanted to ask you guys, who would you rather play, Minnesota or Tampa Bay in the playoffs? And then also – just a question for Jeff. Uh, three years ago when you are watching Kevin Kiermaier play for the Rays, would you ever think he'd be on the Jays? Uh, just going to hang up and let you guys talk. Thanks. Yeah, no, I mean, I, honest to God, I, watching Kevin Kiermaier three years ago, all I was thinking is, geez, he's going to be hurt at some point soon. His career is going to be over because of the way he played. Uh, it is interesting thinking about a playoff series against the Rays with Kevin Kiermaier playing a significant role. Uh, look, the outfield defense has been, we talk about the pitching. The pitching has been great. The outfield defense is the second best part of this team. Um, it is the best in the majors. And George Springer in right field, I, listen, acquiring Dalton Varsho is probably going to extend George Springer's career by a couple of years in terms of being an everyday player because Dalton Varsho will be the center fielder next year if Kevin Kiermaier isn't here uh, next year. As for the lineup, or as as for who I'd rather face, I mean, I've been very clear. I don't want no part of Minnesota. Barker thinks I'm a nutcase. I don't want any part of, but he would do that anyhow. I don't want any part of Minnesota. Um, I'll take my chances indoors against a uh, an injury-riddled Tampa Bay team. Absolutely. Kevin. Yeah, I don't think it matters. I, I mean, you're, you're, you're straddling you're, the no, fence, like you're, straddling you're, the you're, fence. You're, you're acting like the Twins with 85 wins is the best team in the American League. Oh, don't go to Minnesota and play them. Don't go to Minnesota. I mean, it's the big bad race in Tampa. The big bad race with 97 wins. The big bad race. Yeah, I mean, oh, I mean ye we're of the little Twins. Faith. They've been fourth place in the East. Ye of little faith. Woo-hoo. You want no part of the Minnesota Twins. Uh, yeah. Trust me, you don't want any part of the Twinkies. Six nothing. The Jays have beaten the Yankees. Could be a big night tomorrow.
We'll get you set for it with Blair and Barker from 5 to 7 Eastern. Thank you for listening to Blue Jays Baseball brought to you by Crown Rust Protection. While the team makes a push for the postseason, make sure you are prepping for your ride for cold weather with Crown, Canada's number one rust protection. Book your appointment today at crown.com or visit the location nearest you. 